0: Welcome to Unbooking the Tank Atari, the bonus series from Unbooking the Territory, where we look at the ups and downs of the in-ring career of Tank Abbott. This week, Tank Abbott faces Buzzkill.
1: I'm going to give you the chance of a lifetime there, Doug Dillinger. I'll let you come out here and take a shot on me. Wait till he finds out what's behind door number one. Something down the road. get that fat duck ass out here i'll tell you something mike he's not done yet this man tank abbott is making a name for himself
2: so how are you this week dan doing very well thank you mate doing very well had a nice uh, chill weekend so far and uh, i don't have anything to do tomorrow so that's uh, that's fine by me just gonna watch wrestling play video games and uh, and wait for monday
0: to roll around Superb. Town are in the automatic promotion zone uh, in the Championship. Admittedly, Bournemouth have four games in hand and we're only one point ahead of them, but let's pretend uh, we've played as many games as we have. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. It's better to have points in the bag than, than not. And in the FA Cup game against Knox Forest, we're going to be on ITV4, so Huddersfield are going to be competing with AEW and Minder.
2: <laughs> and you're not going to have a field day with that at all. Well, if we lose, I
0: might keep quiet about it. Either way.
2: <laughs> well, for what it's worth, I hope you win because then it's uh, it's you versus me, Huddersfield versus Liverpool, in the uh, the next round of the FA Cup, which will just be a blast.
0: Yeah, we went to uh, the last Huddersfield uh, Liverpool. Uh, oh God, late nineties, early two thousands, uh, in the FA Cup, obviously. I mean, obviously we've played you in the league since then, but what's, what's um, say? yeah, yeah, no, but in the FA Cup. Yeah, should be good if if we can get there, although I imagine we're playing the second team against Forest, so so Lord only knows. Um,
2: well, you never know.
0: It's the Cup. Again, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Well, we're undefeated in uh, 17 games so far, so if we do lose, it'll be a shame, but uh, we-, we shall see. Yeah. So, are you drinking, Dan?
2: I am indeed. I've, uh, I've just cracked. Let me get it here. It's uh, one from Brew York, and it's uh, Tonk Oat which is the uh, the oat milk version of uh, Brew York's Stout. So it's coconut, cacao, tonka, vanilla, uh, oat milk. And, uh, yeah, it's not bad. It's 8.5%. Although the uh, the can sort of picked up a couple of dents. Don't know if you can see that. Oh, dear. So opening it up, I nearly, uh, nearly gashed me thumb. But it's the price we pay for, uh, for good beer.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and if you're drinking enough, you won't be able
2: to feel it. So it'd be fine. Well, that's what I, that's the uh, that's the route I took with my bad back that I had recently, so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Liquid anesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just polishing off a Summer Lightning from Hot Back uh, Brewery that I was uh, drinking on a recent recording of uh, UTT that we've uh, just jumped off. And when I finish that, I'm gonna go on to a beer called Yesterday, Today and Tomorrow, which is an Imperial uh, Stout at 10%. It's a collab between Twisted Wheel Brew Co and tartarus brewing wow very nice yeah and if you go on to uh, tartarusbears.co.uk and put in the promo code uttpodcast15 you can get 15% off
2: you can indeed and uh if uh, if i happen to finish the one i'm on uh while you're while we're still recording and uh, while you're talking i may just sneak off because i've got a uh, i've got a few tartarus beers left including a couple of bottles of uh, of Krampus that I really did enjoy, and that'll we'll see off me Saturday night very nicely.
0: Excellent, good stuff. And, and if you want to uh, drink what we're drinking, uh, log on. Yeah. <laughs> we should have drink instead of watch-alongs. We should have drink-alongs. Oh god, but, but would
2: no, we wouldn't. I'm just thinking we'd have to send people like beer packs out, but no, nah, we'll just tell them what we're drinking, and they can find it. We'll let let Trembling Madness or Tartarus
0: do the legwork. Exactly. So before Tank Abbott's going to have this match against Buzzkill, it's going to be quite busy. On the um, 6th of March episode of Nitro, there's a segment. um, First of all, we get Tank walking through backstage uh, with his bags and and he shouts at one of the security guys, uh, where's the locker room, dumbass? Uh, And then he's going past the other people, sort of sat in backstage um, telling the Yahoo's to shut up. (laughs) Yeah.
2: He didn't look happy, did he?
0: No. No, he didn't. Uh, Tony Giovanni saying um, Tank Abbott wasn't scheduled to be here, and uh, Mark Madden saying that he didn't invite him. (laughs) Well,
2: why would Mark Madden invite him? Mark Madden must be terrified of him after having uh, the shit beaten out of him.
0: I think that's after this part, actually. That's uh, the reboot when uh, Madden gets uh, gets tanked. Well, it's, what can I
2: say? It's it's wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. I do a Doctor Who podcast, so my my timeline's always
0: wrong. Yeah, and, and we've just been recording a, a, some WCW from later on in this year, so, yeah, and drinking high-percentage beers. <laughs> We're professional. So, Tank Abbott goes into the ring. The crowd are chanting for Goldberg, and Tank Abbott says, Goldberg, nothing.
2: Yeah,
0: one of the few yeah. men in
2: existence who can say that. And be legitimate saying it.
0: Yeah, he's saying that last week everyone saw him beat the holy hell out of that white-hearted oath that uh, he's going to give some advice to Sid go buy a lottery ticket because he's the luckiest man alive.
2: I really like that uh, that line, to be honest. It was good. Well, it.
0: Oh, go on. I was going to say, I mean, Tank Abbott beat up Sid for most of the match. Yeah, and then he Sid, Sid got a hold.
2: Yeah, and i uh, just that line was good but not as good as the next line where Tank Abbott tells Sid Vicious that he couldn't hold a candle to his jockstrap
0: well the next line was very interesting because he said the reason I tapped out is because they were going to take me off TV and mm. Tank Abbott was initially scheduled to win the world title against Sid uh, at this match and then plans changed and um, I did see an interview that uh, Sid gave about him having to Go to the bar and plead with Tank not to shoot on him in this match. Oh, wow! And when you consider that Tank Abbott's drinking buddy in WCW was Meng, yeah, then <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh god, how great would it have been? Like, you know, how in later on in WWE, you'd have like the Acolytes just or the APA just out drinking in a bar somewhere. And they'd get into fights, usually at the... Uh, what was Tim White's bar called? The Friendly Tap. Yeah. Usually there. But imagine if that was Tank Abbott and Meng, just out getting shit-faced and beating the piss out of a room full of people. The best thing is you'd never know if it was real or not.
0: I would actually like to see the APA versus Tank Abbott and Meng, whether that be in a bar, whether that be in a ring. The APA wouldn't wouldn't last. No.
2: They'd be decimated. (laughs) Ron Simmons walking to the ring, he doesn't realise
0: JBL's run off home. (laughs) (laughs) JBL's
2: realised he's too rich
0: for this shit. Yeah. He's hopped in his limo and uh, driven the 14 feet to the backstage and run away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, you know, Tank Abbott's saying that they can't take him off TV. You know, he says too big of a star. Uh, And he says, when he's in shape, he's the baddest man on the planet. And I'm in shape. And I believe him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says he's not going. He's not going to leave the ring. You can go ahead and start your matches.
2: Do whatever you want. But I'm not leaving. And who's going to move him? Who's going to well, move him? But the music hits and La comes out. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, well, and just before the music hits, uh, the cameras uh, focus on a sign that says "Who farted." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, so that. I like that sign.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know you were attending these WCW 2000.
2: <laughs> oh, do you know what? I, I can't wait to get my time machine.
0: Yeah, it's going to be good. going to be good. And um, Tony Giovanni saying he's been told by the production truck that they're uh, going to go straight into the matches. Uh, yeah, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> not, with, uh, not with Tank Abbott in the ring. Le Parker comes out, he points at Tank Abbott and starts playing his chair like a guitar. He does.
2: Uh, but also, with Le Parker, he's got some really cool skulls
0: on his shoulders. He does, yeah. It's like a road warrior, but instead of spikes, it's skulls. Yeah, well, I quite like that uh, That entrance. Uh, was it a robe or a cape or overcoat, yeah. whatever it was? Yeah, no, it's decent decent ring attire. Tony Giovanni says, not only is Tank Abbott totally insane, he backs up everything that he says.
2: Yeah, absolutely does.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a sign in the crowd that says, I want to dance with Le Parker." I think they should get it in now. I can't believe that at some point in our lives,
2: we're going to, if I have, both have time machines, go to the same WCW
0: show and not be, stood, not be sat together. I know. <laughs> Outrageous. Outrageous. So Mark Madden says the best place to fight Tank Abbott is in the ring. There's a ref, there's some rules. The violence might stop at some point, sooner or later. (laughs) In that respect, it's relatively safe. Although I don't know if Leparka will see it that way in a few seconds.
2: That's probably the wisest thing
0: Mark Madden's ever said. (laughs) Yeah. Leparka swings the chair at Tank. Tank ducks, he pushes the chair into Leparka's face. And uh, Leparka goes down uh, and he gets up straight into a right hand from Tank Abbott.
2: And Leparka
0: was never seen again. No, well, he's been knocked out twice by Tank Abbott now, hasn't he? And uh, (laughs) Tony Shavani shouts, that was an uppercut. It it wasn't. It wasn't.
2: It was a a straight right. Straight right. Um, But also, that now puts Leparka on par with, I believe, Jerry Flynn, Mike Jones slash Curly Bill slash vincent slash shane uh, slash whoever i think they're the three people to be knocked oh and uh the Lama for, for being knocked out twice by tank abbott
0: yeah yeah he's got some some people who are daft enough to come back
2: now genuinely um, genuinely i didn't have that written down i've just done that off the top of my head, and i am so proud of myself
0: well done well done tank abbott says who, who's going to come and try break up the ring this is the Tank Abbott show now, and there's a pop from the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if they'd have made him world champion. Oh, no. I know. Well, they should have done. I mean, he should have been appearing on, the, on this episode as WCW champion. But still refusing to leave the ring because he does what he
2: wants because he's the world champion.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Doug Dillon just stares at Tank and then goes to talk to security. And, and Meng's music hits. Yeah. I don't know if it's supposed to be
2: Mayor Leparca versus Meng, but Meng comes out and, a, and pretty much a wall of security is trying to stop Meng from getting to Tank Abbott.
0: Yeah, they're definitely sort of pushing this angle of uh, Tank Abbott meng at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, it's a nice revisit from, from
2: Tank's early days. And I would be, for, from this point, because obviously we know he's never a world champion and whatever, but it would have been great to have a f- couple of really hard-hitting, brawls, you know, just fights between the two, trade wins maybe. Yeah. This is how much respect I'm giving Meng. I'd, I'd want him to get a win over Tank Abbott. Maybe even just fight to a double knockout or something a couple of times or or a countout, you know, a double countout where they just won't stop fighting at the uh, you know, ringside. But then ultimately decide to have him be a tag team and just yeah. run rough, just run roughshod through the division.
0: Yeah, know that, that would be good. And obviously they had a very close personal relationship, so it would have been good to see that. JJ um, yeah. Dillon's out is it in Meng's face and JJ Dillon proves that he's six and a half times better than Tony Khan because he's shouting 60 days 60 days I'll suspend you for 60 days <laughs> without pay without pay yeah uh, Matt Madden says 60 days without pay hell I'll pay him if, you get it, if they get it on
2: <laughs> well yes it's a fight you'd want to see as a wrestling fan isn't it but it, it, um, it all fizzles out fairly quickly the security back Meng off and, and tank just takes it upon himself to leave
0: yeah so uh, that's the end of the first um, sort of segment on on the journey so next we're going to go to the 8th of march thunder it's um a match between fit thingley and Meng. yeah yeah
2: so yeah. <laughs> i've not got many notes on this one i'll, I'll, I'll read for baiting what i've said yeah uh, you might you might have to do some bleeping or editing um but it, kicks off, men comes out to the ring looking like a mad hard cunt, boots the camera, probably killed the cameraman. Then Finley comes out looking like a, also looking like a hard cunt, didn't boot the camera but is dressed like a Dudley from the early
0: 2000s. Did you hear what Bobby Heenan said? No. He said, you want to see headlocks and hammerlocks, go to the other room because this is a fire. <laughs>
2: oh, what a call. Uh, even at this stage when you know WCW's maybe you know, floundering a bit and, and all the rest of it. Heenan's still pulling out gold, but they they basically just try to out-hard bastard each other.
0: Yeah, Meng punches Finlay into the corner. Uh, there's a big bow, Meng, Meng does his uh, turn, and Tank Abbott's in the ring. He is, yeah, he rolls in, he takes
2: down Meng. And uh, Mickey J, uh, rest his soul, tries to, uh, for God's sake, I, was, I must have was quite sleep deprived when I wrote these notes. I wrote, Mickey J tries to pull Tank off, giggity. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's
0: not oh what dear. happened now. He tried to separate
2: them. He tried to pull him off, uh, off men. But he yeah, pulled Mickey J and nearly gets, like, shoved pretty much out of the ring. Finley and, and the security are, are trying to separate the two. And they basically have Tank, Finley, and men just start beating up security. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if you're going to have three dudes, who you you know you'd back in a in any form of fight, it'd be those three.
0: Yeah, and um, tank. Well, they all start fighting the security, but Tank punches a couple of security in the go down, and because he's knocked some people down, he's on his way home.
2: Well, he's happy now.
0: Yeah, yeah, he punches someone and then he gets paid, and then he it goes like home. A, it's like a, it,
2: it just it just triggers that response in him. Ooh, knocked out, levering. Yeah,
0: go collect cheque. Yeah,
2: (laughs) knock out, leave ring, money. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, Meng and Finlay are left fighting security. Um, Finlay gets out of the ring. Doug Dillinger's shouting at him, and Finlay throws Doug Dillinger on the steps. Yeah, Doug Dillinger is not having a good time. No, no, and I've got a funny feeling it's uh, not going to get any better for him uh, in the weeks to come. Hmm.
2: But, yeah, my, uh, my summation
0: of that segment was, well, they all looked like our bastards. Yeah, they did indeed. The show that this uh, match, um, Tank Abbott versus Curl is on is from Funder from the 15th of March 2000. Um, we've got Mike Taney and Bobby Heenan on commentary. Good combo. Yeah. The first match is Chavo Guerrero and La Parca versus Los Fabioso, El Dandy and Silver King. Oh, Silver King. Do you know? I, I, I didn't have
2: any time to look into who anybody was or, or watch the actual show around it, but I was—I saw the thumbnail of Los Fabulosos and I was looking at Silver King trying to remember why I knew him, but that makes perfect sense now.
0: I must admit I was in the beer aisle at Asda uh, yesterday and uh, they had the Osset brewery, Silver King, and I thought, shall I get it just for uh, the sake? But I've already untapped it, so...
2: Oh, but you've not had it on the show, and this is probably the only time we're going to encounter Silver King.
0: Well, I, I don't know. We might see a bit more of him in the weeks to come. Before the match, we get the Ed Ferrara doing the La Parker voiceover, uh, as he's doing in this period, which is... Uh, I don't want it. Awful. Uh, we get the crowd chanting, use the chair for La Parker." It, it, Chavo and La Parker win. It's, it's a really decent match in sort of the Lucha Libre style.
2: Oh, fair enough. I mean, to be fair, with are Chavo and La Parker and Silver King, and who who's the other guy? El Dandy. I've heard of El Dandy. I don't know why, but the fact I've heard of him suggests some level of ability. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm not surprised that um, that it was decent when you when you sort of put it in those terms. But I did notice that um, after the match, it was um, uh, Miss Hancock giving uh, giving advice to Los Fabulosos.
0: Yeah, she offers to give them a makeover which uh, might cause some ruptions with Lane and Idle going forward.
2: Yes, I, I knew it was leading to something. I couldn't quite remember where uh, where Miss Hancock was at the, at this point in time.
0: Yeah, I think they were just trying to create um, pivot her out of the creative control sort of gimmick that she'd had.
2: Right, yeah, okey-doke.
0: Yeah. So Team Package uh, are in the ring, uh, Ric Flair and uh, Sting uh, with Miss Elizabeth, and uh, they're de- declaring that is dead. Oh, if only. Yeah, and Jimmy Hart comes down to the ring and, you know, he's saying Hulk Hogan's the man, so ends up being a bit of a fight. Jimmy Hart's whipping Ric Flair with the weight belt and, of course, the beat-up Jimmy Hart.
2: Jimmy Hart the person, by all accounts, is lovely. Jimmy Hart the character, I'm quite glad he got the shit beat out of
0: him. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but the sad thing is, we uh, we both know what this leads to.
0: Yeah unfortunately we do, it's uh, it's not a good place. So the next scene we get, uh, the artist formerly known as Prince Ayakea certainly has a type because he's obsessed with the purple highlights in um, Pais- uh, Paisley's hair uh, and uh, while he's transfixed um, psychosis tries to steal the cruiserweight championship. Uh, he thinks it's sort of 24 7 style.
2: <laughs> Possession may be nine tenths of the law, but you actually have to
0: win a championship. Yeah, if you Tank Abbott, it is, If you're um, psychosis, um, Charles Robinson um, comes and sorts it out and says he can have a number one contenders match. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Um, mind you, I was going to say, I don't know where Charles Robinson gets this power from, but at least we didn't see Terry Taylor who's been making the matches recently.
2: Yeah, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, before I go any further, fuck Terry Taylor. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and but to be fair, I'd be more than happy with somebody like a Charles Robinson, being you know being the the matchmaker for a cruiserweight division, you know something like that. That'd be that'd be fine, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, better than Oklahoma being in charge of the women's division at this point. Shitting in my hands and clapping is better than Oklahoma doing yeah. anything. Hulk Hogan's um, putting Jimmy Hart into the ambulance and demanding um that he gets both members of team package
2: sorry about 15 different immature jokes uh, went through my head at once and I had a
0: brain fart well hogan's later on going to tell us that jimmy hart was shouting yappa pie when they were rolling into the ambulance so
2: <sighs> hulk hogan and his lies it's
0: uh, did he lay the
2: groundwork for donald trump <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, so we get the number one contender match of the Cruiserweight Championship, um, Psychosis versus Kaz Hayashi. Yeah, so it's, it's a short match, but a decent match with a weird, wacky roll up for the pin. And Psychosis is the number one contender. Uh, mm. And the artist um, comes out and attacks him after the match. Fair enough. All I've got in my notes for that, because as I said, I didn't have time to watch it, was I bet that's good. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Mean Gene's interviewing Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett thinks it's. Um, very, really unfair that he has to defend his US title um, before he goes on and has his world title uh, match at um, Uncensored. And again,
2: I've not seen it, but all I've got written for this segment in my notes is I bet that's bad because it's Jared.
0: Yeah. We're going to review the tank versus buzzkill match um, later on, so we'll just uh, skip past that now. We get a scene where the wall's beating up um, David Flair backstage. Daphne's screaming, the wall carries David Flair off, and then it looks like he's going to choke, slam him off a balcony. But Bam Bam oh. run, runs in for the save.
2: Okay, now Bam Bam versus the wall I can get on board with.
0: Yeah, the, there was a scene just before this where Bam Bam was colluding with Oklahoma, so you didn't see what they were saying. So I, I don't know what on earth's going, going on there. But then Bam Bam it sort of cuts a promo as the wall's getting arrested. Um, Bam Bam's screaming... You know, he'll it, be waiting for him when um, it, you know the uh, when he gets back. You know, as the police drive off. So, mm. yeah, I, I'm assuming that um, the wall got arrested for attempted murder. I hope so. Yeah, you no, know, that, that makes sense in canon. So <laughs> we get get the U.S. title match: uh, Jeff Jarrett versus Booker, who's still not won his tea back. Yeah, I won't be watching that as much as I enjoy Booker tea. I'm oh, sorry, Booker. I don't want to watch a Jeff Jarrett match. No, the Jeff Jarrett's with the Nitro girls. Medesha's wearing pink, she's got brown hair and she's smiling, which is uh, quite odd.
2: I'm confused.
0: Yeah, I know, it, conf- it confused me. Uh, you know, it's uh, not not the uh, Scott Steiner uh, Medeja that we're used to seeing. So, uh, Booker's got a new theme, which is all right, actually. It's better than his Howdy Doody theme. Uh, it, it's actually <laughs> a, a pretty decent match until the Harris brothers come out and spoil so, yeah, uh, Sid actually in NWO sprayed on his back. Shit-housed himself to another win. Yeah. So, I've just cracked into the yesterday, today and tomorrow, which is the collab between Tartarus and Twisted Wheel Brewery. Uh, it's it's another win from Tartarus. I'm giving it 4.5. I'm not surprised. I can't wait to get around to it myself. I'm uh, uh, I'm
2: still on my uh, mat on course. so uh. I don't. I don't think I'll get to another beer this recording, but if I do, I will let you know.
0: Superb. So next out, we're getting um, Dustin Rhodes cutting a promo, addressing his bull rope match with Terry Funk. He says, "You better forget the American Dream tonight. I'm the American Nightmare." Adrenaline in my soul. My brother
2: thinks he's better than me.
0: Well, this is going to lead uh, Uncensored to Cody Rhodes' professional wrestling debut in a chicken suit.
2: <laughs> and quite honestly, that's like the, the third the third biggest highlight of his career.
0: It's the first biggest highlight of his career.
2: <laughs> it was definitely witnessed by the most people.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, to, to be perfectly honest, if Cody Rhodes had spent his entire career in the chicken suit, I think I'd have preferred it.
2: Yeah, he's... Cody Rhodes like provokes the same parts of my brain that Jeff Jarrett does.
0: I don't. I don't particularly mind him. I, I think he was all right when he was WCPW Internet Champion. <laughs> you know, and, and I was quite happy to see him in PCW. You know, yeah. Uh, mm. uh, he's just. It's just everyone's favorite mid mid-carder, really. You know. Yeah. Well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He is. It's i don't know what it is i actually quite like stardust <laughs>
0: maybe that's it um. I, I like stardust i like dashing cody Rhodes. do you remember the advert they had for the royal rumble it was like a speed dating thing and there was randy orton going this is a skull this is a skull this is a skull pointing his tattoos this one right here is a skull archery was saying do you mind if i bring little jimmy and um cody rhodes um says um i used to have a mustache and then it does the whole like you know voiceover thing for you know buying the royal rumble and then he comes back to cody rhodes and he goes it was a good one <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i think yeah it's it's a funny one with cody rhodes i don't want to get into it now because we're here to talk about tank but but um yeah he's just become whether it's a character or not, I don't know. It's it, it, he's just a he's just a bit of a prick.
0: Yeah, it, it was it was better in Newcastle stealing stealing people's beers. I think that, that was his uh, the best I've ever seen him. But yeah, it, it is what it is. So uh, next,
2: Oh, stealing people's beer. I'm not a violent man, but if he tried that with me, no. <laughs> I I would have I would have muttered fuck off under my breath. <laughs>
0: So next up, we get Booker T questioning Billy Kidman's uh, commitment to uh, the tag team. Uh, We've seen this in the last few weeks. Um, Booker's upset that Kidman seems more more than obsessed with uh, Tari than he is with the tag team. Fair. Yeah. We get uh, Vampiro versus the returning Humorous Hugh Morris. It's it's a decent match, actually. I mean, we've seen some some decent matches from uh, Hugh Morris during... Some of these episodes that we reviewed and decent matches from Vampiro. That's all I've got, just, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Vampiro goes on and wins. Then we get uh, Mean Gene interviewing Kidman and Tari. Kidman saying that uh, he's uh, busy getting ready for his match, but he's just hanging out with Tari. We get the Demon and Norman Smiley, who's wearing a Kiss T-shirt. Now that's a UTT tag team if ever there was one. Oh, yes. Um, and they uh, actually come out to God of Thunder because it's Fonda. So for some reason, the network still plays God of Thunder on Fonda. OK, now I have to go back and watch this match.
2: Uh, aren't they facing uh, the, the uh, Dog Nobbers?
0: Yeah, Brian, Brian Nobbs and the dog, which is Al Green. Dog Nobbers. Yeah, it has to be seen to be believed, Al Green's transformation, since he got knocked out by Tank Abbott. He now thinks is a dog and he's wearing camo. Comedy comes in threes. Dog knobbers. It, it does. Norman Smiley's um, doing the big wiggle on the dog. <laughs> oh, God.
2: I was only joking when I said dognobbers. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Lane and Rave, uh, formerly Lodi, come out and attack uh, the Kiss Demon while the ref's distracted. So they're uh, the dog-nobbers go on and win. <laughs> um, team Package uh, are out to uh, discuss Hulk Hogan. Uh, Lex Luger's saying that, uh, you know, it's, it's basically the demise of uh, Hulkamania, and, and Flair does his classic shouty promos. Yeah, come yeah. Here's what it is. We get Kidman versus uh, Dustin Rhodes. Highlights of Dustin Rhodes attacking um, Terry Funk with a raw chicken what yeah yeah it happened i mean where the hell is jake the milkman millman when you need him
2: so uh, milk and chicken
0: well because he had the um chicken on a pole match didn't he in awa in the team series challenge oh god of course he did right.
2: <laughs> oh and, and never let it be said that i'm slow on the uptake
0: to be to be fair to you dan I think it might have been a turkey on a portal match, that. Although, I think it was a chicken that the AWA used because they couldn't afford a turkey. Yeah,
2: well, that's, I could roll with that, but it'd be a paltry excuse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, while all this is going on, Dustin uses the cowbell behind the referee's back. Booker T runs out to defend Kidman, but it's too late. Dustin Rhodes has got the win. Yeah,
2: whatever. Yeah, that it sounds right enough for a... Sort of something to lead into the semi-main event if you're trying to bring the crowd down a bit.
0: Yeah, and then we get the main event, which is Team Package, Ric Flair and um, uh, Lex Luger versus Hulk Hogan in a handicap match. I do not want to watch that match. No, you're not missing much. Hogan whips them both with the weight belts. Flair, um, he bites Flair multiple times. Elizabeth goes to hit um, Hogan with the chair, but... Uh, Hogan grabs it and uses it on Lex, and then he whips Flair with the belt, and Flair and Hogan both get counted out. So classic
2: Hulk Hogan face work.
0: It was, yeah. So obviously yeah, Tank Abbott's going to have this match against Buzzkill, but before he does, um, the current writing committee of Kevin Sullivan, Ed Ferrara and Terry Taylor are going to log into LinkedIn and look at some of the characteristics that might make Buzzkill uh, an appropriate opponent for Tank Abbott and Charisma is not one of them. No, no. Buskill by name and Buskill by nature. Um, So Buskill, AKA Brad Armstrong, is the son of Bullet Bob Armstrong. Yep. Yep. He's trained by his father, Bullet Bob, and goes on to make his debut at 18 uh, in Southern Wrestling, where he is from about 1980 to 84. Uh, In 84, he goes on to Georgia Championship Wrestling and tags with Bullet Bob Armstrong. Tommy Rich has a Loser Leaves Town match with Ted DiBiase and then then we end up getting this mysterious masked man character Mr R who keeps turning up and people think it's Tommy Rich but it turns out to be Brad Armstrong. Um,
2: And that's the most anybody's ever been excited to see Brad Armstrong.
0: Yeah, in the confusion Armstrong pins DiBiase and becomes the NWA national champion. Oh god. In 86 he's off to uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling And he gets um, to the final of the tournament to crown the first world junior heavyweight champion.
2: I mean, fair enough. Like Brad Armstrong was always decent in
0: the ring. He just...
2: I just never cared about him.
0: No, no. He he, he severely lacked charisma. Um, He's in the UWF from 86 to 88. 88, uh, WCW think that they need someone that might help them in Family Feud, so they sign him and uh, he appears as the family, man, uh, the candy man and uh, he's on the team. <laughs> and and uh, uh,
2: Name a game you played as a child. Cards.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't much help to that team, was it? But, uh, yeah, it, it was what it was. You can go back in the archives and listen to uh, WCW versus GLOW. He has a run as Bad Street in the Freebirds.
2: Fair enough. Good music, long hair, and and a uh, personality.
0: No, uh, it, it's probably the worst Freebird ever. Um,
2: <laughs> he's a he's a Freebird. I'd rather lock him up. <laughs> in
0: 1991, he wrestles as Man, which is the Spider-Man ripoff. Oh, God. In 1992, is working in the WCW lightweight division. And by 95, is just, you know, working the World Wides and Saturday nights sort of thing. 95 to 96 is uh, in Smoky Mountain, and then he's going to return to WCW. Uh, he has a losing streak, which in kayfabe they referred to as the Armstrong Curves. <laughs> All
2: right, yeah, that's... Uh, whenever I hear losing streak in wrestling, my mind always goes to MVP on SmackDown. Except MVP had charisma, so people started rooting for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was the Kurt Hawkins losing streak, wasn't there? That was another...
2: Yeah, that was another one. Again, people started rooting for him because he has charisma.
0: Yeah, Brad Armstrong does not. In ninety nine, he was packaged as BA in the No Limit Soldiers. Then in late ninety nine, Vince Russo asks him to find a gimmick, and Brad Armstrong comes up with Buzzkill, which is a rip-off of his, of his brother Road Dog.
2: Yeah, so you can't even come up with an original gimmick. He has to just tip. It was a ripoff or a piss take of his brother. And yeah, it's tie-dye and a sign don't equate a good gimmick. I wish somebody had told uh, CJ Parker that in NXT. Yeah,
0: I'm not a big Juice Robinson fan, but um, he <laughs> oh, looks cool. like Luke Fez next to Buzzkill, doesn't he? Yeah, Juice Robinson
2: is levels above C.J. Parker.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, e- even so, you know, C.J. Parker looks like face compared to Buzzkill. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, Brad Armstrong is on a contract for $80,000 per year, so you can get 8.13 Brad Armstrongs for a Tank Abbott. I'd rather have half a Tank Abbott than <laughs> Brad Armstrong. I'd rather have Tank Abbott's pinky toe. I'd rather have a Vincent than this Brad Armstrong. Whoa, 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 Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so the match, obviously, Tank Abbott versus Buzzkill. Um, Tank Abbott's on his way to the ring and he looks pissed.
2: But he's got some nice red shorts.
0: I think the red
2: shorts are new out there. We haven't seen Tank in red shorts up to now.
0: I don't think we have. I think he's um, taken some of that massive contract and finally gone shopping. Yeah.
2: Or his other ones were in the wash and he just stole them or somebody nearby.
0: Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, Bobby Heenan's still trying to get over the handful gimmick uh, or moniker.
2: It's well documented. I love Bobby Heenan. He does amazing work. But the handful
0: as a nickname is
2: is not going to get over. It's a little bit geeky and there's too many penis jokes.
0: It is. It it really is. We get highlights of Tank Abbott knocking out the parker. And um, then um, the uh, takedown in the uh, Meng versus Finley match on Thunder. And then it highlights a sign that says Tank Rules WCW. He certainly should. Yeah. Meng's watching on the monitor backstage with a random guy.
2: I've transcribed this. So what it is, is one of these days they will not be able to take him, uh, us, apart here. The two of us and uh, one of us will walk out from this fight you don't employ Meng for his promo skills he doesn't need to speak you employ him to beat the piss out of people
0: no but the random guy with Meng nods as if he knows what he's talking about
2: well I figured it out they basically say Meng's just saying that he wants to fight Tank Abbott and one day he's going to have him in the ring they're not going to be able to separate him and only one of them's walking out alive
0: yeah that's yeah, so it's fair enough. Next we get Buzzkill out. Is coming out to a rip-off of the New Age Outlaws theme, and he's got a placard. It says, no war, no guns, and no tanks.
2: I highly doubt he thought that up on his own. Somebody made that for him.
0: Yeah, he did look very proud of himself, but I think that was just because he had a, a placard. He gets yeah. zero reaction from the crowd. Yeah, it's
2: the Alex Gracie at Southside uh, reaction that I've mentioned before on various podcasts. He gets shit all because nobody cares. It's a guy called Buzzkill. One, why would you be excited to see him? And two, sometimes you want to boo heels, but certain heels, particularly one that's just there to run out, you just want to go away.
0: Yeah, he wasn't drawing any heat. Uh, Bobby Heenan said that everyone's talking about the possibility of a Tank Abbott versus Meng match. He says they'll tear each other apart. Uh, Tank's one bad customer, but Meng is no day at the beach.
2: And Keenan's absolutely right, shock horror.
0: Yeah. Mike Cheney says he's never quite understood Buzzkill's philosophy. He says, how do you expect to survive in WCW with an attitude of peace and love? He says, um, there's too much peace and love for um, Buzzkill, so it's going to be a contrast of styles between him and Tank Abbott.
2: That's, it's a bit of a reach, and it's also very generous, giving uh, giving Brad Armstrong any credit for any thought process.
0: <laughs> and Bobby Heenan says that Buzzkill will be lucky to get out of here with his hair.
2: Yeah. Tank Abbott could have easily
0: just ripped it out of his head. Yeah, so um, Buzzkill gets in the ring, and Tank Abbott steals Buzzkill's spine and breaks it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the most reaction I've had to anything involving Brad Armstrong at least up until about 30 seconds from from that happening.
0: Yeah. Buzzkill tackles Tank and the bell rings, but Tank sort of hooks one of his arms as he, he tackles him and he, he uses it to pull Buzzkill back up. Um, yeah. There's someone in the sign with a Tank's Demand sign. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He yeah. is Demand. Yeah, uh, and that's why the guy in the crowd thought he was Demand. Buzzkill tries to... Hold tank against the ropes, but Mickey J separates them, and as he's being separated, right hand from Tank Abbott, and Buzz kills down, and both mm. Mike and Bobby Heenan go, Ooh. yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's what you want. The thing is, whenever there's a, like a really brutal knockout in boxing, the commentators they have the little bit of oh my god, but then just go oh, there's that pause where they're like oh shit, is he okay? Yeah. <laughs> And that's exactly how he should how you should do it. Yeah, it was perfect.
0: There's this moment when sort of buzzkill goes down and Mickey J looks at Tank Abbott and Tank Abbott just dismissively waves at him and he's off home. Yeah.
2: He, well, he's out of the ring before the match is called.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Before he's it's even counted, he's out of the ring. <laughs> it's well, it's classic tank. Yeah, classic tank. A tank is now thirteen, three and one.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I don't like that one on the end there, but no, it's st- it's still a very respectable record.
0: It is, it is. Bobby Heenan says that it was so fast, um, so quick, it was a six-inch punch. Mike Toney says, I can't wait uh, if we ever see him against Meng. You know, sort of really hyping that up yeah. at this point.
2: Um, Heenan also just uh, as the punch lands, or just shortly after, just says, tag him and bag him. As if he's he's a
0: corpse. (laughs) Norman Smiley's still hiding in the body bag, though.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He screams so loud he wakes uh, wakes Buzzkill up.
0: Well, that's it. So, what do you think about Tank Abbott versus uh, the charisma vacuum that is Buzzkill?
2: Tank Abbott hit him so hard it nearly made him interesting. (laughs) That's all I can say about it. It's It's a classic tank match. If you want to see Tank Abbott knock a dickhead out, watch this match.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you don't just have to see Tank Abbott uh, knock a dickhead out. You can also get some hashtag tank facts if you go onto to UTT Tank. We're sending them out ourselves, but sometimes uh, people send uh, send them in. My so.
2: favourite part of the show.
0: Baron von Lexer at the Berlin Brawler, at Baron von Lecter said that it sounded legit that WWE 2K hadn't put Tank Abbott in the game because they couldn't cope with the amount of uh, digits that he'd have in his uh, overall score. It is legit. That's why we said it. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we've got another tanker like, curtainjerkerdesigns.com at Designs said that he's telling his kids that uh, the picture of Tank Abbott is Jim Neidhart.
2: <laughs> that would—I that, tell you what—that would have been a really good match. Yeah. It, um, it, it'd be. Also, also fun fun fact: Tank Abbott can throw Jim the Anvil Neidhart seven times the distance that Jim Neidhart threw the anvil.
0: Yeah, yeah. It sounds, it sounds uh, perfectly reasonable, and it's a certifiable uh, fact. Yeah. Uh, we've had a few tank facts from grapple arcade so fox at grapple arcade has said tank can smell tears yeah tank can peel a carrot with his shadow
2: yeah
0: i've seen it tank can chew water
2: yeah yeah the, the, these are all absolute facts and it was uh, yeah just uh, thank you very much for getting involved grapple arcade yeah good people over there
0: Danny at Scottish Juggalo is that uh, Tank Abbott is still hunting down the WCW booking committee for refusing to put uh, the title on him in January 2000. Tank's not hunting them down.
2: He knows exactly where they are. He's just biding his time.
0: Yeah. And Scott Madsen at um, Scott Madsen 73 said that tank abbott took sid's devastating crossface, which was a maneuver that made the behemoth and former multiple time champion um, kevin nash tap out straight away but took quite a while for tank to tap out
2: it, yeah it did and uh, as we as we've seen earlier in the show tank only tapped out because they threatened to take him off tv
0: yeah
2: yeah so uh, that's absolutely
0: accurate yeah yeah it was uh, just uh, literally doing the job we did tweet a, a tank quote. It was from WCW One Center Two Thousand. Mark Madden said, "Tank Abbott never forgets. He always uh, evens the score, no matter how long it might take." And uh, Mark Madden actually retweeted it,
2: which is very cool. We've uh, well, let's say we I have given uh, Mark Madden uh, a lot of grief on uh, on unbooking the territory and, and unbooking the tankatory. But it's—I uh, doubt he's ever heard it. But it, it's still very cool that he uh, he took the time to retweet that. Hopefully, he, he looks back on Tank's time fondly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he did really seem uh, up for tank at the time. I'm, I'm gonna—I'm gonna pick Grapple Arcade. It's—it's it's great to hear from
2: those guys. I'm pretty sure they ran uh, one of the uh, the or a fair few of the the North uh, post shows. When when North were based at the Riverside and they had they set up um, like retro gaming stuff in a bar nearby and and it was uh, it was a great time, but they they also put forward some quality tank facts. So thank you very much, Grapple Arcade.
0: Yeah, well, thanks for that. And uh, worthy winners this time sending in multiple tank facts, although Scottish Danny's probably uh, shaking his fist at them because we've often uh, disqualified him for sending in too many.
2: Yeah, well, uh, I explained that to. I think I explained that to Scotch Danny when I had the great pleasure of meeting him in person just last week at Time and Recording. Actually, no thinking about it. I don't think we've got onto uh, the subject of Tankatory. Anyway, he knows. He knows I love him. I can't believe there's anything more important to discuss. <laughs> well, th- this is just my memory feeling. I, I <laughs> to put it in, uh, in fast show parlance, I was very, very drunk. <laughs> Excellent. So, where can people find you, Dan? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at DanGriffin21, usually tweeting about uh, wrestling that's a minimum six weeks out of date or movies that are 25 years out of date. Uh, You can find myself and Rob on the uh, That 90s Wrestling Podcast playlist on Primetime Conversations' YouTube channel. Give that a like, share, subscribe and all of that jazz. Uh, You can also hear me on the Doctor Who pod with Sy Powell. Uh, uh, We're on Twitter at the Doctor Who pod, which is the D R W H O. Pod, looking at old who and new who, alternating episodes. See what lands for sir for the new stuff. See what lands for me for the old stuff. Just a very informal chat about the uh, the time lords' antics.
0: Excellent, really worth checking out. So so get over there. Uh, you can find me at UTT Rob. It's really about more about the mutuals than it is about the followers. So absolutely more than happy to follow back. Where you've uh, listening to this show, you can also catch the main show, uh, which is um, at UTT Podcast on twitter um first season we looked at the first and last of each creative period for the monday night wars and uh, second season we're doing the first and last of wrestling so really worth checking out and also on that feed you can find the one man's meat podcast where chris bellis and scottish danny are sort of going through the forgotten storylines of wrestling um, sort of characters that people might not have remembered so yeah definitely worth checking out um and Sorry
2: sorry to butt in. uh, Also on the One Man's Meat podcast feed itself, because they do have their own, uh, they're doing a side project called Disgusting Offal, which is uh, Chris and Danny looking at at and breaking down and reviewing uh, uh, classic horror movies. Uh, The first episode came out this week. The joy of listening to them uh, talk about Hellraiser. It was brilliant. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, the, the research those guys put in and and the knowledge I've behind it was fantastic. Uh, so I really would uh, urge you to uh, to check out those episodes as well.
0: Yeah, no, it was it was really good. So really looking forward to uh, hearing what more they've got to come from that project. You can follow this show at UTT Tank, and you'll get some more hashtag Tank facts on there, and possibly some tanker likes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, we will, but please don't take photos of people in the street. It hasn't happened yet, and I hope it doesn't, but we're just throwing it out there early. Don't take photos of people in the street who you think look like Tank Abbott, because one of them might be, and he might punch you.
0: Yeah, so send send those in and hit hashtag Tank Facts or hashtag Tank likes, and uh, we'll shout those out on the show. So the next match we're going to go to is Tank Abbott's second match against the Barbarian. Oh,
2: another one into the... Uh, hopefully, into the multiple knockout category.
0: Yeah, exactly. And on the way to that episode of Nitro from the 20th of March 2000, it's WCW Uncensored on the 19th of March. Um, Tank Abbott doesn't have a match, but there's a match between Sting and Lex Luger, and uh, there's plenty of lumberjacks at ringside, and Tank Abbott might want to get involved.
1: Well,
2: then, shall we give that a watch just in case? Just in case. we'll We'll see what happens there. Because the promise of Tank Abbott is better than 90% of what happens in wrestling.
0: Ever. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. There might be some people at ringside that Tank Abbott might want to settle a score with. Can't wait. Let's do it. Excellent. Thank you for listening.
1: He saw me beat the holy hell out of that big white-headed oaf. I'm going to tell you right now, Sid, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice. Go buy a lottery ticket, cuz you're the luckiest man alive. He couldn't hold a candle to my jock strap. The only reason why I tapped wow. is because they were gonna take me off TV. Well, you can't take me off of TV, can you? When I'm in shape, I'm the baddest man on the planet. And sin, I'm in shape. Well, Tank Abbott has grounded this program to a There's nobody in WCW Hulk. that can touch me, and I'm not leaving this ring. You can go ahead and start your matches. You do whatever you want. I'm not leaving the ring. No way. It's a hostage situation. Yeah, we got a match scheduled, but I gone. He's commandeered the Nick, ring. Run your show, run-